the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. I'm joined today by my lovely guest host, Ramon B., how are you, Ramon? I am fantastic. You've got a lot of splaining to do about the real estate world, don't I you? i got a lot of splaining, splaining to do. And then we have Joyce, a we caller. Do. She's on right now. Hi, Joyce. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. We have Joyce and her pets, it sounds like. He'll, he'll, she'll quiet down in a second. Now, what is her name? Annie. Annie the pet, we'll call her. Yes, sounds like a dog. Is a puppy. I'm not a veterinarian. I am actually self-taught. I was thinking lizard, but uh, your dog is probably right. I know it's not a barking lizard. No. The barking lizards, by the way, was the name of my high school band, but that's beside the point. Yeah, she just got mad because I closed the door. That's all. Well, it is upsetting. Now, Joyce, uh, you you are brand new to me. How'd you hear about me? I'm afraid Um, to ask. through Through the field. Now, uh, Joyce, you don't know this, or maybe you do. We always start with what I like to call the headlines of the day. These are actual headlines from the paper. This one really isn't even a headline. It's not. Yeah, I, I, you don't know this, but I gave a, I gave a um, speech to the Synonym Association. Oh, really? Yeah, it really wasn't a speech. It was more like a talk, or p- perhaps an address. I don't know. I, don't know. I hit the switch too. <laughs> too he stepped on the punchline. I nice. did. I apologize. That's all right. Joyce, hey, I'm sorry you had to be a part of that. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joyce, now, now uh, you have agreed to be a victim, I mean, volunteer to have a complimentary coaching call with me on the air, and that's, uh, that's nice of you. So we really appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you how. I like to do this, and we can do it any way you want, but I normally just start by uh, uh, having you give me the short story uh, about how you got where you are, and then uh, I'll uh, ask you some – and give me your three – top three challenges that if I could fix them once and for all, you'd be the happiest about, and then I'll uh, ask you some questions to see if our coaching would be a good fit for you, and then if it is, I'm very good at accurately predicting your next 12 months' income. So we can do that too. And I'm going to tell you a story before we begin. There's a guy that I coach. He um, uh, told me this story later, but he was out in his backyard with the last $1,500 in his bank account. He was on our show once, I believe, but um, uh, he signed up for coaching in the middle of the night and I didn't get to have this uh, conversation with him, which I would have preferred. But uh, I – I, after talking to him the next day, he was three weeks in real estate, so he was brand new. And uh, 
and then I, I gave him the same – we ascertained that he wanted to focus on listings after talking to him. That's what he wanted to do, either mostly or only. So I gave him the same goal that I give every brand new agent who wants to focus on listings and that is to do 40 listings in his first 12 months at 7 percent. And he said what everybody always says. He says uh, no one in my market ever charges 7 percent. And of course, you're free to charge whatever you want. But And I said, I know that, but you will. And then he said, uh, I don't think I can do 40, which is kind of a refreshing level of humility. He wasn't all you know overconfident or anything. And I said, well, I'm going to give you a formula. And if you follow this formula, uh, you know, we'll see how you do. And then he says the magic words. He goes, I will never have any ideas of my own and I will always do exactly what you tell me to do. And I said, well, that's the secret. So, you know, here's the formula. You follow that and we'll see what happens. And he did 120 listings at 7 percent in his first 12 months in real estate. So for for the purposes of this call, Joyce, what I want you to do is try and forget everything that you've ever heard from the real estate industry, any other coach, any other training, anything, and, you know, just have a completely open mind. We'll see what happens, okay? Okay. So uh, tell tell us your story, Joyce, how long you've been doing this and what has happened and what year did you I've start? Been, I've been in the business for just about 10 years. Okay. I have, I have done very well, quite frankly, um, using Zillow, and they've been absolutely fabulous up until January. In fact, they're the only source that I ever used. So ten, let me, let's just go back to 2013 when you were new. Uh, how did you decide to do Zillow at all? How did I? I was a team member with um, someone that I respected tremendously. And when I felt I had enough under my belt to go out on my own, I went out on my own. And the first thing I do, did was call Zillow. And and the uh, team provided Zillow leads for you. No, up, oh, the they did not. No, they did. They used the combination that was ridiculous, and he was having a terrible time at the end, um, getting leads, and and things were just not working out. Okay, and I I decided that I knew enough, and um, I had started a business. I've started three businesses in my life and been extremely successful. What were they? Well, the last one um, was uh, hiring clinical research associates. Uh Uh-oh, she's smarter than we are, Ramon. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. The pharmaceutical industry. (laughs) Oh, I know a little bit about pharmaceuticals, but that's a different story I don't want to get into right now. (laughs) And I ended up having... um, 300 people on the books, and um, I just I was on a plane three days a week and wasn't seeing my husband, and life got a little complicated, and I decided it was time to retire and move to Florida, which we did. And uh, after one day, I, I knew that I had to do something. And what town I, are you in in Florida? I'm in Port St. Lucie. Oh, beautiful. So when you when you join so you got into real estate what was the company name that you joined I when you joined were Rebank. Okay, are you still there today? No, I'm with Keller Williams today. Okay. 
And then when you joined REMAX, you immediately were on a team? or Yes. Okay. In fact, I ended up on the team with the gentleman that I bought my house from. Okay. All right. And then how many people were on the team total back then? Um, at the end, there were three of us. And how many transactions, try to think back in 2013, how many transactions did the whole team of three do in a year? Ooh, I don't even remember. A hundred? Um, oh, my God, no. No. If, if, he did, if he did 25 or 30, I was alone there for mm-hmm. most of the time. And at the end, he brought in two people, which diluted diluted the lead tremendously. Well, what I I want you to do is write something down, okay? Okay. This is Bob's rule of thumb for real estate. Teams suck. Never be on a team. Okay. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So uh, the – and have you ever been a realtor on your own before this recent experience? No. I've been on my own for 10 years, yeah. Oh, you have been alone as a realtor for 10 years? Yes. Oh, okay. So the team thing didn't last very long. No. Okay, good. All right. And then in, let's say, last 12 months, how many closings have you had? Uh, 16. Okay. And what were they? Uh, How many of those were listings? Uh, None were listings. They were all buyers. Okay. All right. And I'm making notes. Can you hear me make notes? This is for radio. You can't that, see it. That yeah. works out okay, very thank well. You. <laughs> so now, and what was your average sales price on those? Uh, probably around four hundred thousand. Okay. So uh, it's the I, average. It's the average price from Port St. Lucie. Yeah, I was. I was going to say I'm a little bit familiar with Port St. Lucie. That sounds like the average. The average price there. Uh, okay. And what would you say are your top three challenges that if I could fix them for you once and for all, you'd be the very happiest about? I'd be the happiest about being able to generate leads. Okay, let's, I want you to write this down. Write down how to get business, okay? Okay. What would number two be? I'm very good with buyers. I'm not good with with listings. I'd like to be a stronger listing agent. Okay, then write down, what do I say when I get there? I'm going to give you number three. I'm going to guess it's going to be time management. Does that sound correct to you? Well, I'm pretty I'm pretty good with that, but we can, mm-hmm. we can do that. Okay. What, what would your number three be? Um, just getting my business going again. I mean, I, I was out at least three, four days a week and my phone was ringing constantly, and you're just talking to someone that's totally frustrated right now. Okay. Because and when and when when your phone was ringing, who was calling you? Buyers. Buyers. Buyers through Zillow. And okay. And everything was great. I don't know what happened in January. They changed their entire model. Okay. And everybody was having a fit. All right. And then when the buyers were calling you, it is, and I, and I'm not, I'm on a, I don't want to pretend I'm completely knowing everything about Zillow, but what you didn't have to call them; they were always calling you. Is that is that the way Zillow um, worked for you? I was, I was a premier agent. Zillow called me, and they had a buyer on the phone, and they asked me if I would accept the call, and if I said yes, which I always did. Mm-hmm. Um, they transferred me to the buyer. 
Okay. And what would you say to that buyer? I would introduce myself. I would say, hi, this is Joyce. I'm with Keller Williams. Pleasure to speak to you. Can you tell me something about yourself and why you've chosen to move? Okay. I, I try I tried to get to know them a little bit instead of just going right <laughs> for the jugular. And um, once we started talking about why they decided to move, I asked them, you know, what price range that they were looking for and what they were looking for. And um, then I asked them if they were pre-approved, which mm-hmm. is the golden goose. So, mm-hmm. And if they weren't, um, I would give them all the reasons they needed to get pre-approved before we even started. Let me ask you this. How many of those calls did you have to have, those conversations like the one you're describing, in order to close 16? I would say I had probably a 5% return. Okay. So uh, if you're a normal agent with normal agent problems, your three biggest challenges would be how to get business, what do you say when you get there, and time management, which sounds like that when you're doing mm-hmm. way more transactions, that, that will be uh, – time management will be more of an issue. So um, the the real estate industry, all the other coaches, all the trainers out there, the companies, they do such a bad job of teaching that, that the failure rate, as you know, Joyce, is astronomical in real estate. The good news, though, is those are the three easiest things to fix. So I want to describe – a typical fearless agent coaching experience for you, okay? Mm-hmm. So you would be able to walk up to a stranger listing appointment, meaning not a referral, not a friend, not a past client, get the listing no one else could get. You'd be able to charge 7% and keep four. Uh, you would be able to get a one-year listing, not because you need it, but because they trust you and you can. Uh, every seller will beg you to underprice their house, uh, and then every one of your listings will sell in, a, in such a way that the seller will be netting tens of thousands of extra dollars more than they could have gotten with any other agent or any other way. They know that, and because of that, they love you, and they send you a steady stream of referrals. So what you what you have to do to make that happen is learn the fearless agent Uh, listing presentation and then the fearless agent pricing presentation. And then we have a fearless agent for sale by owner presentation for those special folks. And then every buyer will be loyal to you. They will always use the lender you recommend so they don't have problems. They will eagerly sign the buyer broker agreement before you ever search the MLS or show a single house. Uh, You uh, you just learn the fearless agent buyer presentation that will cause that to happen. And then you'll have an investor presentation uh, that you learn. And that is for real investors with real money. And I'm not talking about the fix and flip nitwits after they went to their scammy seminar that drive you crazy. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so it's listing, pricing, FISBO, buyer, and investor. Those are the five fearless agent core presentations. You learn them at your own pace. I don't really care how quick a learner you are. I'm not a very fast learner myself. Uh, and then, but the, but the secret is uh, being pure to those. So, and then you learn the f- fearless agent dialogues uh, 
what you say on the phone to get yourself into enough of those situations realistically to make any amount of money that you want. So um, let's say um, that for whatever reason, the money happened to be exactly the same either way. Now, the lifestyle would be remarkably different. But if the money happened to be the same either way and you had to do all listings or all buyers, and of course you don't, uh, if the money happened to be the same, what would be your real preference, do you think? Well, quite frankly, it's easier to do listings than it is buyers. No, it's way buyers. easier. That's why the lifestyle wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. But that, So that would be your preference? If I could, that was always my weak spot. I I have my question to you over everything that you're telling me mm-hmm. is going back and saying, how do I get these these people to speak to? Okay, so I want you to write these down. So these, okay. they're all the money that you're not making now is going to come from the following six uh, sources. Okay, so one would be calling your sphere of influence. By the way, how long have you lived in Florida because you still have a New York phone number? Um, ten years. We okay. we are very we are very um how can I say this? Tight people. We have a very small sphere of influence. Okay. Um, so that that really By the way, everybody in Florida has a New York phone number, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so uh so you're, you, well, I think what I'm hearing you say is that your sphere is not huge. Is that what you meant to say? It, 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 it practically doesn't even exist. Okay. It wouldn't even exist. Okay. So, but that will be bigger and that will be one source. So calling your sphere of influence, asking for referrals proactively, and then uh, number two would be cold calling up and down the street, asking people if they want to sell their house. There's door knocking if the weather is permitting. And last time I was in Florida, it was so hot that fat guys were making their own gravy. So I'm not sure that's my yeah, number that's, one choice. That's not good for me. I'm a tiny little girl that's got blonde hair. Alligator and, uh, food is what we call you in Florida, I think. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going. I used to <laughs> okay. do door knocking years ago. No more. I'm. Go ahead and cross that one out then. And then, yeah. uh, and then the other would be calling for sale by owners. There is calling expired and canceled listings. There is holding open houses. And there is not one other thing that will ever make you any real money. And anybody who tells you differently is either stupid or they're a con man trying to sell you something. So the big bucks. Where do I get FISBOs from? Where do I get? Well, you can buy buy that data. That's easy. Just like you were buying the leads. But it would be way cheaper. Well, I I recommend uh, Mojo. Mojocells.com would be my uh, – I don't, I, I don't allow myself to be paid to recommend other people's stuff like every other coach does. So I don't have any affiliate relationships. But uh, I never hear complaints about Mojo. Uh, there are other sources, but that's the one I would recommend to you. Okay. So the um, – uh, so look at that list. Uh, so here's the question. For $300,000 net taxable income, $600,000 gross close commissions, uh, 
are there any of those things other than the door knocking, which we already ruled out? Are there any things, any of those things you would not be willing to do if you were fantastic at it for three hundred thousand dollars? Okay. Okay. So that is one of the that's one of the things that makes would make my coaching a good fit for you. You're not afraid of work, obviously. And then uh, what I ask you to do is learn five presentations at your own pace. So it's again, it's listing, pricing for sale by owner, buyer, and investor. I provide you with the visuals; they are completed for you, so you don't need to. You change your Keller Williams logo would be the only thing, and then uh, uh, the the key to those is you have to be pure to them. Do not add to, subtract from, uh, mix it with anything else you've learned from anybody else. Do you think you could do that? I could do everything except change the logo because I'm not great with the computer. Well, I could even do that for you. Okay. Yeah. She's. I don't know. I think she may be my age. I'm not sure about that. That's impressive (laughs) that you can change a logo. Yeah. I. She needs to hire some uh, high school punk to uh, do the the dirty work, as we say. And then, uh, and then the other thing is to be very pure to the fearless agent dialogues on the phone. But the main thing is to get every tiny little trace of any poisonous Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, Brian buffoonery, any of that crap, you got to get it out of your head entirely. Do you think you could do that? Yep. And then just be nice like you are on the phone. You know, when I asked you to do that little, what, what, when I asked you, what do you say to the buyer, uh, you were much better at that than I thought you were going to be. I, I'm, usually when I ask somebody that, what they say, uh, the stuff I hear, you wouldn't even believe it. So you you were you were quite good at that. So so you're good on the phone. You don't have any bad phone habits. That's a blessing. And then uh, just be open to calling me every time you have a question. You want to immediately pick up the phone and call me. Um, so and then we have the way my coaching works is I ship out a kit to you. Uh, you get the five presentations. There's a USB drive. I'll, uh, I don't know what USB stands for, and I don't think Joyce does either, but that's beside the point. But the, but it's video and audio uh, demonstrations of me doing all five of the presentations, so you just learn them by watching or listening to me do them. And then, uh, and then you can call me anytime. The people who make the most money that I coach call me the most. And I'm never too busy to, uh, you know, I don't have anything better to do than to make you rich. So you call me whenever you want. And then we have a weekly group coaching call that is one solid hour of me coaching on one or two topics that you would never hear from any other coach. And then there's usually about a half an hour after that for questions on any topic. And that way you get a little bit of everything. And if you're on the call live and you ask me a question, then my answer would be recorded for you if that helps you, but it would also help other people on the call too, or the people who are not listening live. So, um, By the I, way, you I, said you signed up for coaching and were dissatisfied. What was it that dissatisfied you? Well, first of all, I, I didn't like the coach, the first coach that they assigned to me, and I ended up having a fight on the phone. And that's um, a Brian Buffini coach? 
Yep. And, and what was that? What was the argument about? I'm just curious. This is just she fun for me. <laughs> okay, she didn't call me when she was supposed to. Oh, okay. And when I called her, she didn't answer her phone. And when I sent her a text, she didn't answer the text. And when I sent her an email, she didn't answer the email. Okay. And when I called into the office, they finally were able to get a hold of her, and she said she had sent me an email, which I did not respond to, which was a lie. Mm-hmm. And um, I said I never got it from you. So and here's said, so here's the difference, okay? First of all, I yeah. do not pawn you off on a lower functionary. All of your conversations would be with me personally. You You called me and did not leave a message, and I think I called you three or four times to follow up yes, with you. Did. So that's the difference. So you can call me anytime. Uh, I I literally don't have anything better to do than to make you rich. And, and this this is all I do. I'm not out there uh, pretending to sell, re- pretending to be a coach while I'm selling real estate. So um, that's that's the secret. Just call me a lot. What other what other okay. question? By the way, I, I just want to mention something for all of the listeners, not just you, Joyce. But my theory is this. Buying leads is insane as long as open houses are legal. So when you think about it, if you if you were to have you ever held an open house, Joyce? Of course. Okay. When was the last one you did? Do you remember it? Oh, years years ago. Okay. So yes, they're not very productive out here for some reason. I don't know what what it is. Well, I have but, I have coaching students in Florida that are doing them. So, uh, but. You know, most of the people I coach want to want to work with sellers like you, but and you and you shouldn't hold open houses either if you want to work with sellers necessarily. But the 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 point I'm making is, if you were to hold an open house, like how let's talk about the Zillow leads. How many Zillow leads did you get per month? Normally, I would get oh god in the good old days. Oh my gosh. Three or four days, so okay. 100, 120. Yeah. Okay, there you go. And 5% of those turned into something. So mm-hmm. when you when you think that through, if you held one open house and you got, let's say, 10 people through, it would be realistic to think that you would book one or two or maybe three uh, buyer appointments where they come and meet with you in your office and you're, and they would be area specific, price range ish specific. So, and that's free. I mean, to to pay for, and you could cold call. And I I had a coaching student that booked seven listing appointments in one open house. He had very good traffic, and he was there for a while. But uh, as long as open houses are legal, buying leads it makes no sense whatsoever. So if you're I, if you're I, go ahead. I I just beg to differ with you. I mean, I... Here comes the argument she had with that other guy. (laughs) Go ahead. You're allowed to differ. Open open houses when I was, um, you know, with, uh, you know, a member of the team and they were just, and I don't think I sold one house or we would, I would stay in the house the whole day and nobody would show up. Well, that's a, that's a different problem. So let's let's say let's say that twelve people did come through your open house unescorted with a realtor. Uh, How would I get the open house if I don't have any listings? To, well, to work. Well, what I would recommend is holding 
And again, I'm not recommending this to you. I'm just doing this for the podcast because there are people who want to work with buyers only or mostly that may be listening. But and they're paying for leads and they're having the same you know bummer of an experience you are because Zillow changed their algorithm or whatever. But at no point does it make sense to me to to uh, pay for buyer leads because I could get buyer leads that are better for free by holding an open house, which I agree with you, I wouldn't want to do because I want to focus on listings. But that's beside the point. If I wanted to work with buyers, I would hold open houses and get and get the, the buyers would be right now buyers, more likely. They'd be area-specific, more likely. And I could pick the price range by the, the area of the open house. So the rule of thumb for the open house is and, – and I would recommend this to anybody listening. There, if you go to fearlessagent.com and you go to the video training page, uh, if you go to uh, the buyer section – uh, there's a there's a video called How to Make Right Now Money in Real Estate, and it's about what you say at the open house that causes you to be able to book the in uh, in office appointment. It gets them to use your lender and all that. Uh, so that's what I would recommend to you. But again, you you want to focus on listings, and I recommend you do. And you okay, would make but, twice as much money on listings. Okay, but again, the answer is how do I <laughs> How do I get an open house to, to sit in? I well, what I would well, – here's, here's the formula I would use. You pick an older part of town. So for you, how far are you from the beach in minutes? Half hour. Okay. So the closer you get to the coast or the intercoastal or whatever you got there, the older the houses get. The farther west you go, the newer the houses get. So the older neighborhoods have much more traffic. If I go to the intercoastal, anywhere up and down the coast of Florida, the traffic around there is, is a lot. And if you, if you set up the same amount of signs versus if you're you know, 20 minutes away from the coast, you, the, the amount of traffic the open house gets would be remarkably different. So older houses uh, in lower price ranges tend to get much more traffic to the open house. So that's rule number one. Rule number two is pick a pick a vacant, overpriced listing. Vacant doesn't mean it doesn't have furniture necessarily, but it doesn't have the sellers there to be a pain in the whatever. Um, so and and if an agent from another company has an overpriced vacant listing that's a sing and always pick a single family home, um you know, not gated and that all that kind of stuff. Then, then you're going to have way more traffic, and the and they'd be happy to have you hold it open because you, in the off chance you might sell it. But the purpose of the open house is not to sell that house. It is to get buyers to book appointments with buyers to meet you in your office, uh, and after they're pre-approved through your lender. But that's that's the recipe for success on open houses. So older area, more traffic, not hidden, you know, way back in some neighborhood where you have to set up 500 signs. So fairly close to the main road so you can direct people in. And then and then if it's overpriced, it'll be there for you to hold open whenever you want. So that's the that's what I would recommend. One way to go. Okay. 
Okay. Now, when you get plenty of listings, you won't have time to do open houses, so none of that would matter. Okay. It's just that pulling somebody from another company who's got an overpriced listing and asking them if I can do an open house for them, I I don't know if Keller Williams would appreciate that. Well, since Keller Williams works for you, they don't get to have an opinion on that. I know, but I need I need to check that out, and I don't know. If well, I I, I, I would I would I would encourage you not to check that out. Just okay, do it. But I, um, I, I, I here's a, here's a rule of thumb: never ask your broker. Always ask your broker for forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> that's, that's the way. Okay, I go. Okay. But um, the broker okay. works for you. You're paying him. It's not the other way around. Okay, I'm not comfortable doing that. Well, that's I'm that's okay. Here. The other the other choice is there's a way to search uh, the listings of your own. How many how many agents are in your Keller Williams? About a hundred and probably a hundred. So. If there's 100 agents at a Keller Williams, about 20 of them have any production. So you could search. You could call all of those agents if you wanted to. You could also mm-hmm. – but again, you want to you want to focus on listings anyway. So I'm not recommending it to you. Okay. I'm just trying to help other people that might be listening to the podcast who want to do buyers. Okay. For you, I, I would not recommend doing open houses unless you wanted to because it is a way to get listings too. Okay. Yeah. About 70% of the people who – buy a house, have a house they have to sell in order to buy the one they're going to buy. Now, that doesn't mean it's nearby or local, but uh, it probably would be if they're driving around going to open houses. So that is a way to get listings. So you might you might consider it. Okay. That makes sense. If you are interested, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Ramon, you want to do a shameless plug? Time for Bob Leffler's Shameless If any of the stuff we talked about with Joyce makes any sense to you at all and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help, go to fearlessagent.com, watch our webinar, and uh, that's in the banner on the right-hand top corner. You can also call me anytime. Joyce, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That's my cell phone. And let's just see if you and what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. Uh, If it is a good fit, you will get rich. If it's not a good fit, uh, we we can admit that. And uh, I've still got other ways I can help you probably. Also, you know, sign up, uh, subscribe, I think is the word I'm looking for, to this podcast. Go to fearlessagent.tv and subscribe to that as well. And then uh, give us a five-star review of of this podcast on whatever platform you are. Joyce, would you like to uh, give out your phone number so you can plug yourself? That would be fabulous. Okay. If you want to send your referral to Joyce in Port St. Lucie, she'll do a fantastic job, obviously. You can call her toll-free day or night at 516-426-8286. How'd I do, Joyce? Great. Okay. And then, again, you can always call me anytime at my cell phone number. And until next week, we always do three things at Fearless Agent. Number one, have fun. Number two, be humble. Number three, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Right. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.